So here we are, this is the first Sunday of Vision 2021. And what I wanna say about this is, is this is not Jeff Pibus's vision. This, this is God's vision. And the way I know that it is, is because as I pray about the direction of where we're headed as a church in 2021, I can back it up with a lot of scripture. We're gonna be a church that, that is no longer in transition because we have talked enough about transition. Transition, in my opinion, is over. Amen. We're gonna talk about how we are going to effectively preach the gospel to the community of Broken Arrow. And preaching the gospel is not just preaching the word, which obviously that's a huge thing that we're going to do, but it's also how we preach the gospel through our actions as a church. So I don't ever want you all to think that this is my vision, this is what we're going to do, this is, no, this is what God is telling me we're going to do, and he's been speaking to this to me for quite some time. And I now have the opportunity now to be able to launch it. This is also something that is foundational. This is not a vision where we're gonna forget it in 2022. This is something that we're going to foundationally lay, and then as the years that I'm here and, and whoever is the future pastor, all right, we're going to continue to build upon this vision. Thank you, Coraline. Yes, thank you. Amen. So whatever I'm saying today will continue moving forward. Whatever I say ne next Sunday as well, we will continue to move forward with it as well. So what is the vision of 2021? Well, the very first thing that I want to talk about this Sunday is that church is a safe place. It's a safe place. We have a world that is literally on fire right now. And we as believers, I, I know because I've talked to some of you, I've seen some of your posts on social media. Don't worry, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, stalk you or anything, but I see the things. You all, we all have some level of fear, don't we? It's just human nature. Now, we don't let that fear paralyze us because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and of a sound mind. But we do still see things and we still react emotionally. In some cases, what I've learned is that stress and anxiety and fear, even though you don't think you are, subconsciously it's buried in there. And it exhibits itself, right? Whether there's health issues, whether you just can't seem to think straight, all right, it's there. But we have the Holy Spirit that lives in us. And as I said last Sunday, we still have a job to do. So if we as believers have some level of concern, fear, frustration, anxiety, stress about what's going on, how much more if you're not in Christ, if you don't know God, are you afraid? So the safe place that I'm talking about today is not just for us that are already part of the church but it's also for those that are outside these walls that need to know Jesus, that need to be brought into the church. They also need to feel that this is a place they can come and be safe. So I'm gonna to read to you out of Hebrews, this is not on the screen, but I'm gonna to read to you anyway, because it came to me this morning. Actually, if you follow YouVersion, if you have the YouVersion Bible app on your phones, it was the verse of the day today, which I thought was very interesting. But it's Hebrews chapter 10, if you want to turn there, you can. Beginning in verse 23, 
And whoever wrote Hebrews, this is what he says. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. That's important for today, right? But he goes on and says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. A safe place is a place where we can come and we can stir one another up, where we can come and encourage one another. But I also see that happening with people that are also unbelievers and people that are not churched. And that's something that we're going to do here at home church is we're gonna be a safe place for all. So what is a safe place? Something that I'm gonna launch today is called Alpha. You all saw the sign out there as you walked in, more than likely, a big red sign. You see my T-shirt that I'm wearing right now, it says Alpha. Last year, when everything was locked down, I heard a worship song. And I don't know what it is, I'm, I'm very much somebody, when I hear a worship song, I wanna know, okay, what, what was the reason for the person writing this song? Where did it come from? And so I started to research it. And that song, if you wanna know, if you have Apple Music, uh, or other music uh, places that you go to stream music, it's called Oh, What a Savior. And we sang it once here in church, and I'm telling Nate we gotta sing it more, but it's a tremendous worship song. And so I looked up where that came from, and it came from a church out of London called HTB Church. And the song just impacted me greatly. And as I started to research the song and the church that it came from, I stumbled upon something called Alpha. And I started to research what Alpha was all about. And basically, because I was so intrigued by it and I felt led to do it, I signed up. And here's me, little Jeff in the middle of Oklahoma, signing up for a course that was happening in London, England, online. And I didn't even think they were going to call me back. Well, they did. And they sent me a confirmation email and said, yep, you're, we've accepted you. We want you to be part of this group. And if you click on this link at this time, then you'd be, you'd be brought into the group and you can start. So I went ahead and did that. And on the very first day, it was one o'clock in the afternoon on a Wednesday. It was every Wednesday for 11 weeks, one o'clock in the afternoon. It was seven o'clock at their time. I was brought into a Zoom session with eight other people. And all of them, with the exception of one, was from England. Um, the other person was from the United Arab Emirates. And he was an airline pilot for a major airline. Um, he's actually Spanish. Um, but we've developed a really good relationship. Um, I've developed a great relationship with all of them. Uh, still keep in touch with them. Matter of fact, we were texting back and forth this morning because they all know that we're going to launch Alpha at Home Church. But the safe place that it was for me, here I am in, in ministry, and yes, ministry is hard. Uh, I was in a place in my life where I just needed to have a, a group of people that I could be real with, that I could feel safe with. And little did I know that God, br God brought these people into my life for that purpose. And so during May, June, and some of July of last year, I was going through this course, and I built relationships with these people that I want to see here in our church. That is a loving, caring, encouraging, open, honest, 
relationship. For when you come in here, we can take the mass off and we can be open and real with each other. When people that come in from outside of our church come into here, they can feel like these people are real people. They're not fake, they're not weird, they're just open, honest, genuine people who are gonna love me and encourage me. And that's what I want for home church. Amen? So the very first passage I'm gonna get into today is out of 1 Thessalonians. And if you wanna turn with me in your Bibles, you can. 1 Thessalonians chapter two. Beginning in verse one, and I'm gonna go through this. So, for you yourselves know, brothers, that are coming to you is not in vain. So who is this? This is Paul. Paul just came out of the Philippian jail, beaten, torn down, and he's coming into the church, and he's writing this letter to the church at Thessalonica. And he goes on in verse two, but though we had already suffered and been shamefully treated at Philippi, how many of us right now feel like we have suffered and have been shamefully treated? This season that we're in right now, right? We kind of feel like we've been beat up as the church or beat up as people that really care about our country. We've been shamefully treated. He goes, as you know, we had boldness in our God to declare to you the gospel of, of God in the midst of much conflict. So he's saying here is we have this boldness that God has given us, and even in the midst of much conflict, we're going to declare it to you. So he doesn't hide the fact that he has suffered, that he has been beaten up, that there's been much conflict. No, that's going on but I have the boldness to continue to preach the gospel. He goes on in verse three, for our appeal does not spring from error or impurity or any attempt to deceive. See, the reason why we're different than the world is because we're not trying to deceive people. We have the truth. That is Jesus, that is the gospel, It's not impure, we're not trying to deceive. See, the darkness tries to deceive. The media is the darkness. It's trying to deceive us. We're opposite of that because we're light. So the things that we're saying to people when it's the word, when it's about Jesus, is the truth. In verse four, he says, but just as we have been approved by God, be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not to please man, but to please God. That should encourage you. Okay, that's the reason why I believe God gave me that word for this morning, that the reason why it's gonna be okay is because the church is still here. We have been entrusted. We have been approved by God because we're still here to tell people about Jesus, to actually live the gospel. That should encourage us. We are not going to speak to please man. Okay, when I'm up here speaking, I'm not speaking to please you. Now, yes, I want to encourage you. I want to lift you up. I want to exhort you. We're going to talk, talk about that here in a minute. But I'm not speaking to you because I want you to be pleased with me. Okay, I'm not speaking what I'm speaking to please man. 
My goal is to please God, okay? And that is what you should do as well. So we're a church, and we're talking about a safe place. We're gonna be a church that, yes, even in the midst of conflict, we're gonna be bold because we've been entrusted and approved by God to preach the gospel. And we're gonna do it to please God and not man. Verse five, for we never came with words of flattery, as you know, nor with a pretext for greed, God is witness. Nor did we seek glory from people, whether from you or from others, though we could have, been, we could have made demands as apostles of Christ. We are not trying to seek favor or approval by doing what we're going to do, by us being a safe place for people, by us serving the community, which I'm gonna talk about next Sunday, has nothing to do with getting in good with the city of Broken Arrow. Has nothing to do with getting in good with people that don't come here because we wanna grow the church. Has everything to do because God told us that we need to preach the gospel. He gave us a job and we're gonna do it. He goes on in verse seven. But we were gentle among you like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. And what does that look like? being affectionately desirous of you. We were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you had become very dear to us. I love the motherly picture that Paul paints here. When I was a kid, I remember this one time, and I don't know why it's just this one time, because I know my mom did this to me a lot. There was one time I came into the house as a little kid because I had fallen down probably off my bike, knowing me, and I skinned my knee. And what she would do is she would sit me down. We, have a, we had a sofa in our living room. She would sit me down, and she put something on it called uh, Bactine. Do you guys remember Bactine? <laughs> and it hurt. Oh, my gosh. It burned. And she'd blow on it and wave her hand on it, which made it burn even more. But for some reason, in the midst of my tears and all of that, I felt better. We, we have to do that with each other, okay? We have to mother each other every now and then, right? We have to mother those that come in here. We have some good mothers in here. I'm looking at some right now. Jan, good mom, good spiritual mom. The other Jan, Holderness, great mom. I mean, we've got some, Loretta, we have some great mothers that are in here. We need to be motherly. Sometimes when you put some Bactine on the wound, we need to blow on it and wave some, some air over it and make people feel better. We're giving of ourselves sacrificially, right? That's what he says here. It's not just about the gospel, but also giving our own selves to one another. He goes on in verse 9. For you remember, brothers, our labor and toil, we work night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you while we were proclaimed to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses, and God also, how holy and righteous and blameless was our conduct toward you believers. I love this because he says we worked, basically he says we worked our tail end off. Night and day. To be able to show you that we love you be able to show you, not only preach you the gospel, but also to show you the gospel. In other words, church, it's going to be hard work. We're going to have to toil night and day. And I'm going to give you stuff to do. I hope you're ready. 
Verse 11, for you know how like a father with his children, here comes the fatherly example, we exhorted each of you and encouraged you and charged you to walk in a manner worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. What does that mean? What does a father do? See, your mother, if you, if you remember, if you had, and I realize and I understand there's some of you in here that didn't have a great relationship with your mom and dad. And it's, that's our job as the church to, to be that mother and father to you and to show you that Father God can also be that mother and father that you never had. But if you remember the example of your mom who used to, to comfort you in your time in need, right? And then here comes your father, hopefully, that would encourage you, that would exhort you, that would charge you or, or tell you what to do. Okay, that's what it goes, the mother and the father relationship go hand in hand. And so when you see this here, basically in verse 11, it, he's talking about how we also need to be a father to one another. We need to exhort one another. What does that mean? That means the hua speech, okay? If you remember last week, that's what that means. Okay, to encourage each other. That means to speak words of life to one another and to charge each other. That means to, to say, listen, we gotta do this thing. We gotta do this thing, right? So to give you an example, yesterday I was out, I was out running and there's been some things going on in my life that, that have been difficult, um, not just taking over this church, but there's some things that I'm, I'm, I'm walking through right now. And as I was running, I was um, just, praying and it's weird how God does things that just kind of out of the blue something happens and I'm running down this trail and there's nobody out and I see this large hawk sitting in the middle of the trail and as I got closer I was like he's gonna fly away no he's kind of stood there and looked over at me and and as I got almost as close as I got here to wallaby all right he takes off, and he goes up on a branch that's right next to the trail. So I literally come up to him, and I, and I stopped, and I was just about as close to this table. I was just sitting, staring, just staring at him. Beautiful bird. Beautiful. And he's just looking at me, and then eventually he just takes off. And what I heard God say was Isaiah 40, verse 31. Those who wait upon the Lord, I will lift up on wings of an eagle, right? That's a father encouraging a son. I mean, how, how many of us, when we come in here and we're discouraged, you're gonna wanna hear that. You, you want someone to hear that or, or someone to say that to you so that you can hear that and be encouraged. That is what I wanna see us at Home Church do. So how are we gonna do that? And so if you would forgive me, I'm gonna take you through some slides. I, I wanna be able to show you in writing the vision and what we're gonna do when it comes to making home church a safe place, not just for us as believers, but also those that are outside these four walls. So the very first thing that I'm gonna bring up is groups. Groups is so important. Because what it does is it takes all of you in this room and it funnels you down into a smaller group so that you guys can have relationships that do this. This is the purpose of the groups. Building friendships, 
that challenge people or exhort people, encourage people, charge people to grow together in following Jesus Christ and loving the community. And so we have certain groups set up. We're not moving forward with them yet. They will start in February. But I've got, I've got three different kind of groups. First one is connect groups. Now, if you're a connect group leader, could you please come up to the front? Connect groups are groups that will be meeting outside of the church and in homes. Sometimes they might meet in coffee shops. Sometimes they might do an event and go meet at somewhere where they can throw an ax or, or what have you. But connect groups are meant to build relationships. Take this large room and turn it into somewhere where you can go and you can actually feel like you have a safe place, okay? And so some of you right now are already part of groups. Some of you have groups that you've been meeting for a long time, and that's fine. This doesn't necessarily apply to you. But if you do not have a group that you belong to, that you could connect with people, connect with, with others that belong to our church, then my charge to you today is to sign up with one of these groups after service. They're gonna be in the lobby and they're gonna take down your name and information. And then in February, you will receive further information as to how we're gonna move forward with these groups. Because I realize we have COVID, right? So meeting together in homes may not be necessarily the solution, but we can certainly, as I did with Alpha, meet on Zoom on a weekly basis and be able to connect with each other. Very important. So these groups actually are kind of lined up in, well, kind of lined up in order, but Brandon and Mallory, they belong to, or they're gonna lead the Young Families Connect group. So if you're a young family with children, this would be the leaders, Brandon and Mallory. And they've done it now for quite some time. There's already people that belong to their group, but if you have a young family and you don't belong to a group, this would be the group that you would wanna sign up with. Mark and Chris and Tedford, Mark is a board member. He has a group that's been meeting for a long time. Uh, they love to meet. It's a great group. If you're an adult that likes to come together and, and have some fun, but also be able to talk about the word, this is a great group to belong to. For adults, come as you are. Jeff and Jan, as you know, Jeff is our associate pastor. Jeff and Jan awesome. I don't know what else to say about them, but they actually have a group that meets here. So this is the only group that meets in our building at 8.45 in the morning in our classroom, and they are the legacy group. So this is your older generation. You can come, but they'll take younger people too. Yes, they will. So all ages. Yeah, hoorah. Now that's Marines, no, Hua. This is Aaron and Roseanne McDaniel. Um, they actually came out of, of Lisa and I's group, the gathering, but they're the second adult group. Um, close to kind of older families with older kids, almost into your empty nesters. This would be that connect group that you could belong to as well. And so there you go. These are, these are the four, right, one, two, three, four, and then there's one more 
because I need to put out a request is a young adult group. So if you're from the ages of 18 to 24, we have a group for you, but I need a leader for that group. If you're interested in being a leader for young adults, then come see me after service in the lobby, okay? All right, so there you go. Again, the goal is if you do not belong to a connect group, then I'm asking you this year, sign up. We need that connection, not just for you, but also for for them, okay? This is a perfect opportunity to be able to do that. Um, You could do that after church in the lobby. They'll be out there uh, in the lobby. Thank you. And thank you, Mallory. If you're watching online, if you're watching online and you wanna be part of the Connect group, then please send a message to us. You can do that online. There's a way that you can send a message to click on the button to contact us or on Facebook. If you're watching, you can put a comment and we'll follow up with you uh, to, to be able to connect you with a group. All right, so the next group that we have is actually the training group. There we go, teaching groups. And this group is only one group right now. It meets on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. here in the auditorium, and it's Jeff Jackson's Bible training class. Okay, it's a, it's a, it's a group that is meant to come together and go deeper into the Word of God. And we have quite a bit of people that show up for that, don't we, Jeff? How many do we have? Around 50 to 60. We have about two, we're on, we're on the book of Revelation right now, so, which is really exciting, right? So we have about 50 to 60 people that come to that every Tuesday night. There's about 300 of us in this church. So here's something that I wanna challenge you with. Come to one class sometime this year. Just come here one Tuesday night at 7 p.m. if you've never been to one of Jeff's classes and just sit and enjoy. He is such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the word. So if you've never been to one, come to one. And I'm speaking to the young people in this room because there's a lot of legacy generation people that come to Jeff's class there's not a whole lot of young people. And you know what? Would love, and maybe, Bella, you coming to this class? All right, Bella's coming to this class. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bella, she is definitely young, okay? But what I'm saying is more young people, that would be fantastic. We all need to know the word. One class this year, just try it, and I believe that you're gonna be back for more than just one, okay? The next group is Alpha. And this is what I'm gonna focus on for the rest of the time that we're here. Alpha is is a group uh, that was founded by a church in London. We're gonna begin this this group on Thursday, March the 4th. So we have some time, and there's a reason why we need that time. Because what we need to do as a church here at Home Church is go out and invite unbelievers and unchurched people. This is a group for adults only, so 18 and older. There are groups that do alpha for teenagers. We're not ready for that yet, but we will be. So let's go into alpha. So you'll see on my shirt this question mark. There's a reason for the question mark. Okay, alpha 
is designed to be a series of conversations for people that have questions. So what I would like to do before we get into it is go ahead and watch the screens for this video. If you've ever wondered if there's more, you're not alone in that. We all explore, every day, in small ways and big. We find ourselves, reinvent ourselves, define ourselves, publish our lives. We find ways to stand out and ways to blend in. We meet people that remind us of us and people that remind us of who we want to be and people that just make the journey that much more fun. We connect and share. We learn from each other and grow together. We celebrate and mourn side by side. We push our limits, challenge ourselves, fall down and get back up again. Our days are long and our nights get short. We put in the hours in the hope of building something that lasts. And at the end of the day, find joy in the fleeting things. We want to squeeze all the life out of life and hit pause on moments we wish could last. Put simply, we want to live. And along the way, discover all we can, experience more, and find out who we really are. For all our searching, it's rare to find time to think and talk about the big questions of life. About faith, and reason, and God, and meaning. But exploring is good. We're built for it. Alpha was founded in 1977 by HTB Church in London. Basically, it started out just for a group for people within their church to be able to ask questions about the Christian faith. And what they discovered was there's people from outside the church that were coming to these groups to learn that were unbelievers or unchurched. And so Nikki Gumbel, who is the head vicar or pastor of HTB Church in the early 90s, decided to form Alpha as a a way of getting unbelievers and unchurched into the Christian faith. And so their whole basis was was, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 through 12, which is what I went through earlier today. They wanted to have a safe place for people that had questions so they could come in and be themselves and not be afraid of being judged. That is so important. Because right now, as, as you look at our country, we are almost 50-50 split. You're either identify yourself as a Democrat or a Republican or a conservative and a liberal. And so if you're on the liberal side and, or on the conservative side and you're like, you know, how do they come together? How do we come together and talk? Well, we got to be able to set an atmosphere where it's safe to come and talk and be able to listen to one another and not judge. And that's not new. That's just something I think we forgot to do as time has gone on. For the church, it is so hard sometimes to do that because we know we have the truth. We know. So to listen to somebody that might come into your group and say, I don't believe in Jesus. I think that's a bunch of whatever. 
that's not an easy thing to do. And everything inside of you is like, oh, I got to set this person straight. You know, I got to show them away by taking the back of their head and shoving their face in it, right? <laughs> so that's not what Alpha is. What it is, is a series of conversations. It lasts 11 weeks, takes you through 15 videos that are about 25 minutes long. And then the people that are part of that group have an opportunity to discuss the video. So me as a host, I put the video on, they watch it, and then I open up with one open-ended question. And then I step back and I let them hash it out. I let the video do all the talking and then I let the people in the group do all the talking. And what happens is you begin to see people that are into Buddhism, that are into um, Islam, that are into New Ageism, whatever it is they're into, start to slowly inch their way to receiving Jesus. And a lot of them do. So with Alpha, at this point, 30 million people have attended this course. 170 countries in 112 different languages. 15 conversations. So as I was going through this, it impacted me. I've been a believer for going on 25 years. This September I'll be um, celebrating my, when I was born again, 25 years. And even as somebody in ministry, 25 years following Jesus, this course tremendously impacted me. The Holy Spirit moves through this course. And I watched because I had, I had seven people on my screen that said they were believers and I had two that were not. The ones that I became close friends with, two of them, were the ones that are unbelievers. And today I still keep in touch with them. One of them sent me a package of tea uh, last week the other one swears he's going to send me some, some biscuits to go along with that tea. They're not believers yet. But because of this course, I still have a relationship with them, and I'm still able to speak truth into their lives. And I'm just being myself. And I'm, I'm only going to say this to highlight something. But the one, one of them told me, he said, you're going to do great as a pastor, because they, they know my story. Obviously, they've gotten to know me. And he said, if I had someone like you as a pastor, I'd come to church. What does that mean? That means as we go through these, this course, through Alpha, and we have people be part of it, what I'm hoping is the ones that are hosting these groups will have such an impact on them. The Holy Spirit will have an impact on these people, and the relationships that they build with our hosts and with each other, they will say, I wanna come here to church. And I believe it's gonna happen. So what is our role in this? My role is obviously to really hype this thing up because I'm excited about it and I want you to be excited about it. But I also have chosen five other or four other group or couples to help me lead this thing. So uh, Mark and Kristen Tedford, 
Jeff and Jan, uh, Jeff and me, so the two pastors. Um, who else? Lee and Kathy Thomas, I see you there. And then Christina and Josh Bennett and Mark and Stacy Morris. Those are the ones they are going to be hosts. We're going to have five groups. And the best number for each of these groups is no more than 10. So my goal is to have 40 people register for these groups. 40. And I need you to help me do that. This group, Alpha, is not meant for you that are already in here, unless you're an unbeliever. So, no offense, but um, who can I pick on? I don't want to see Jan and Alan holding this sign up for Alpha. I'm not saying I'd be upset if they did. I'm just saying it's really not geared towards them. If you have an adult that you know of, that you work with, that is in your family, that are friends or neighbors that currently do not know Jesus, maybe they're even adamant, I don't know them and I don't care to know them, or they don't go to church because maybe they fell out of the church, that's who I want you to invite. We have between now and the last Sunday in February to do that. So on the screen here is the invitation card. The front and the back. On the back, when you give this to them, it's this, this is it right here. There is a, a website address, and it's basically homechurchok.com forward slash alpha. So we have a landing page for them. So when you give this to them, all you need to say is, if you're interested, you want to find out more information, go here and you can register. When they register, they'll have the option of picking an in-person group or a Zoom group. Because again, I know the season we're in right now, and listen, if me, if I can be impacted on a Zoom group that's international as much as I was, then the Holy Spirit can work through a Zoom group here in Oklahoma, okay? So if we have some Zoom groups, that's fine. If we have some in-person groups, we're ready for that as well. We had our first uh, host training class this past Thursday. I've got three more to do, okay? So what I want you to do is when you leave here today, go out and get two of these cards, each one of you, and invite two people. Can we do that? Are we excited about this? All right, awesome. Awesome. Every Sunday, you're going to see a video to remind you. I might even say a few things because I want you guys to keep this front and center. This is your way of being evangelistic. It's as simple as inviting them to this group. And I promise you, this is not about growing home church. This is about growing the church. And I believe if we focus on the relationships and allowing people to be themselves in this safe place, that we'll also see home church grow with new believers, and I'm excited about it, okay? All right, I'm gonna leave you with this. John chapter 13. John chapter 13. 
Verse 34. Jesus said this. He said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people, that is all, all people, in the church, outside the church, believers, unbelievers, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So on this very first Sunday of our vision 2021, we're gonna love people and home church is gonna be a safe place. And I wanna let you know that the church is not just a building. The church are the people. That's why groups, I believe, if we can establish these groups and people commit to them, then the church is gonna grow and home church will grow as well. So just to remind you, if you don't belong to a connect group, go out there and sign up today. If you have never been to Jeff's Bible teaching class, come here on Tuesday nights at seven o'clock in this auditorium and experience at least one. And I'm also talking to the younger people as well outside of Bella, okay? And then the third thing, the third thing, is invite two people. Take an invitation card that's on a table out there in the lobby today. Take two of them, at least two of them, and invite two people that you know are unbeliever, fallen out of the church or unchurched, and invite them to Alpha. Can we do that? Can I get a hua? Thank you. All right. If everyone would please stand. I'm just going to pray with no one looking around heads bowed Father I just want to thank you for this church I just thank you for these people that are here Father I just thank you that your Holy Spirit is here not just in this building but also living inside of us so that not just the building becomes a safe place Father but us as believers we are also a safe place for those that are in the darkness that we are the light for those that are in the darkness And Father, I thank you that this vision that you have given me to give to this church, Father, this is not just something that's going to be a flash in a pan. This is something that we're going to carry forward indefinitely, Father. And I thank you that you give people excitement for this. I thank you that people that receive these invitations for Alpha, Father, that they are excited and want to be a part of it. They don't understand because for years they've been resisting you. For years they've been not wanting to come to church, but they're going to get these invitation cards, Father. And I just pray a blessing over them that the Holy Spirit just works through them as they're being handed to them, Father. That they will want to be a part of Alpha and I believe a part of your kingdom, Father. And right now, maybe you're in this room. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, you know what? I'd like to be part of that Alpha group because I'm not a believer. Maybe you have never received Jesus. If that is you right now, then I'm gonna give you an opportunity here in a minute to receive him as your Lord and Savior. Also, with everything going on in this nation, you find yourself in a, a very, in a, in a very bad place and you need help. Maybe you need encouragement, exhorting or charging. 
Maybe you need have a need that you need met. And if that's you, I'm gonna give you an opportunity as well to respond and receive prayer. We have a prayer team that loves you, that wants to pray with you. If you need Jesus, have a need, maybe you're just in a bad place right now, then go ahead and follow our prayer team as they move out and then go ahead and move out. There I go. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about our future. Are you excited about our future? We know that the best is yet to come, amen? Well, you all have a blessed week. Walk in his favor and his peace and strength. You all are dismissed.